Hey, great day. So before we get into today's podcast episode, I have a huge announcement. We are bringing back the Abundant CEO Private Practice Bootcamp. This is a three-day virtual party that I'm inviting all mental health therapists that either want a private practice in the next six to 12 months, or you already have had a private practice, maybe for the last year, five years, or even over a decade, but you want to understand wealth and cash flow in your company. You want to learn how to show up as a CEO and work more on your business versus in your business. Maybe you want to assess the health and the wealth of your current or future private practice to really see if you're on the right path to increasing your revenue, to growing your practice, maybe to streams of income later, or maybe even a group practice. Bottom line is you will walk away from this three-day bootcamp clarifying and understanding your niche, understanding how to show up as an abundant CEO, and most importantly, assessing the health of what you believe is a profitable private practice. So head down to the show notes and go to the link drtk.com forward slash links and sign up for the bootcamp. I'll see you there. Now let's head into the podcast episode. Great day and welcome back to the Therapist Deserve Abundance podcast. In today's episode, we will be talking about the true cost of starting a therapy private practice. So we are not going to hold back. Let's go ahead and jump in. Hey, my name is Dr. TK. And on this podcast show, we will uncover abundant mental health business tools to help you become the person you were meant to be. I am a mom and wife who took the knowledge as a clinical psychologist working for a government agency and being a professor for over 18 plus years into building a multi six figure mental health business. My goal is to remove the employee mindset and replace it with an abundant CEO mindset. We will uncover the good, the bad and the ugly of business ownership. I believe that you can make a wildly abundant living and become unapologetic while also dreaming big, enjoying life, and making a huge impact in your community. This is the Therapist Deserve Abundance Podcast. Hey, welcome back to the Therapist Deserve Abundance Podcast. And so in today's conversation, I want to talk about some costs to consider when opening up a solo private practice. One of the reasons why we differentiate solo versus group practice is that when you're doing a solo practice, you may have to pay, for example, for an entity structure, depending on your licensing board and your state and how much money you make as a requirement or suggestion from your CPA or tax professional. But when you have a group practice, there are a lot more costs that are associated with it simply because you have additional people under your belt, whether they be pre-licensed interns or associates and or postdoc and licensed therapists, along with an expansion of malpractice and other additional liability insurances. So in today's episode, we are specifically talking about a solo practice, and I want you to consider these as a introduction to starting costs. These are not all of them because as you build your business, you will find that depending on what you do in your private practice will determine what you may need to invest in. So these are some of the things that I have chosen to share of when I look back on starting my private practice in July of 2012. These are things that I would suggest that clinicians actually do their research on before getting their first client. 
Okay. So clearly there's a large list of, well, I don't want to say large, but there's a longer list of startup costs. But again, some of those costs won't come up to later. So the ones that I'm going to list today, you want to know the prices for these before you get a client so that you're not scrambling around and trying to figure it out after you have to write progress notes, intakes, and treatment plans. So the first one, of course, is to price your license. Now, this is something that sounds like a no-brainer, but a lot of people go through the whole process and they don't know that their actual license may cost $500 or they don't know the renewal fee for their license. And granted, that can change. However, that's something that you want to write down for your tax professional or CPA so that you can expect that price or money to come out of your account every two years, for example, upon renewal. So for myself, I'm licensed in the state of California. I am licensed through the board of psychology. And so my renewal is around 500 plus dollars. And so because I know that we have it on my bookkeeping spreadsheet that that fee is going to be deducted. I usually renew around July uh, for the month of September because I waited to the last minute one year and that was just not cool because it ended up being like a random audit as well. So I would encourage you don't wait to the last minute, but I can put it on my bookkeeping spreadsheet that says that this fee will be paid every two years for $500, okay? So your license. Another thing that you want to get an understanding of or maybe even save up a pot of money of how much you want to invest in for CEs. So I always have a disclaimer about CEs because as a therapist myself, we spend so much time perfecting our skill set as a therapist that we forget to perfect our skill set as a business owner. And so I am one of the few clinicians that is an APA certified instructor in which I specifically focus on uh, CEs for business. Now, it doesn't mean that I don't do anything related to mental health, but the only one that remotely gets close is motivational interviewing because it directly correlates with business owners making goals for your mental health business. And I do that every December. So if you say, I want to invest $2,500 a year in CEs, and that's going to include things on my wish list. That's going to include the typical supervision or ethics course and any other requirement that you have for your state. But it can also include any type of certifications that you need to receive or renew. It can also include some online courses, some in-person events. But you definitely should write these down as goals versus what I see in some Facebook groups, which is, does anyone know the cheapest way to get CEs? My license expires in 30 days. And then everybody goes to places like CEs for less. No shade on CEs for less, but truth be told, are you truly enhancing your skill set as a therapist or are you simply just choosing classes in which you already know all the information, which means that you're not continuing anything in terms of education and you're simply just taking more classes, which to me is like a waste of your time. Okay. So that's one thing again that you want to look at in terms of cost, but save up for it, make a goal for it. The next thing is malpractice. And so malpractice can continuously increase as your license longer, but you can also receive discounts if you stay with the same company, if you don't have any marks on your license. And then you also have to consider that if you have, for example, an intern, or if you are a group practice or want to consider one, you have to consider that even though people may be working under you and their license, you may still be required to put them on your malpractice, honestly, to have double coverage, which is what I did when I had a group practice. 
The next one, and I mentioned it a few moments ago, is bookkeeping. So bookkeeping, there are there is software in which you can purchase like Intuit. Um, you can also pay for services through bookkeeping. Some tax professionals or CPAs automatically have this as part of their business structure, but you definitely want to look at your money at minimum once a month. Maybe even sit down with your bookkeeper. If you can't do it once a month, do it every quarter because you want to be able to see how far are you from your goal of reaching your annual revenue income that you desire. You also want to see how you fluctuate in expenses throughout the year so that you can decide, you know what, I really don't use this system in my business as much as I thought I would. So let me go ahead and cancel it. Okay. So you definitely want to price out bookkeeping. Now it doesn't mean that you can't start off with bookkeeping on an Excel sheet on your own, but you know you. And so if you are not organized, if you don't want to get organized, if you find yourself not wanting to keep up with your numbers and you're seeing clients each week to input your numbers each week, or at least minimum once a month, then you definitely want to invest in a bookkeeping service like QuickBooks Intuit. The next one in terms of cost is entity structure. So this is a question that comes up a lot when I host workshops is when do I know when is it the right time to get an LLC or S-Corp? Disclaimer, I am not an entity structure coach. I am not a CPA. I do not have any certifications to tell people when they should or should not get an entity structure. Typically, what suggestions I give is to talk to your CPA or an entity structure professional and then Take with you your plan for the next five years. Where do you see yourself going? But you also have to bring in something that they may not be familiar with if they don't typically work with therapists, such as the requirements from your board. So prime example in California, again, we cannot, as psychologists, have anything less than an S-Corp. We can be a W-9, but we cannot be an LLC. There is no limited liability whatsoever with our degree. We have to always get a S-Corp. And typically for mental health, we have to get a professional corporation. If you don't get a professional corporation, then the IRS will get wind of where your money is coming from, like Stripe or some of these EHRs or insurance specifically, because they give you W-9 and they will send you a notice and multiple notices. And I'm letting you know this because it happened to me, but I didn't understand what the letters were for until I took it to a lawyer. And they just said, oh, we need to file additional paperwork to make you a professional corporation because you have insurance claims at the end of the year. And it's coming from a medical entity, which means that you're not a regular corporation. You are a professional corporation. But to me, that protects me more. So it simply meant that my lawyer at the time had to file additional paperwork. It wasn't that hard. I had to sign a couple of forms. They sent it in to the state and I had just had the last two words added to my group practice, which was professional corporation or psychological corporation. Okay. So I took my five-year vision every time I had a corporation, I've had two for group practice and for coaching. And when they saw my five-year plan, they said, okay, when you make this amount of money, then we're going to move you from W9 to S Corp. But they did not for myself. I can't speak for you. They don't want to move me immediately to S Corp if I wasn't making no money and specifically with my coaching business. And so once I hit a particular threshold for tax liability, she automatically filed the paperwork for me to become an S Corp for branding for abundance. Okay. So the next one is EHR. There are a variety of EHRs. I'll make sure to link up simple practice. That's the one that myself, along with our community, uses. Some other people use other ones, but I've tried some out. By far, simple practice has been the easiest. 
Now, also disclaimer, sometimes the prices of these EHRs will go up. It definitely went up in 2020. And one of the things that I often pour into my community is that, yes, it went up. Yes, you just probably started your private practice. Yes, is it an overhead cost that you may not have right away, but you are investing in a protected great system that runs well for your business. But also, you know, do you have the capability to do what this system is doing? Do you have an encrypted HIPAA client portal? No. Do you know how to create one? No. Can you send your client reminders, not from your cell phone, that's HIPAA encrypted? No. Can your phone or your computer run reports or can you set them up? No. So sometimes we don't recognize that the fee went up. Primarily, let's just use simple practice and I'm just hypothesizing because a lot of therapists got onto that platform. I'm guessing that they had to hire additional services. They also had to hire additional tech services because when everybody starts streaming in March of 2020, there was frozenness happening in the telehealth world. There were crashes happening because too many people were streaming at the same time. So I could imagine on the back end, we have to support them getting support to provide us with great customer service. And then also, are you using all of the services in the EHR? More than likely, you're not. Are you even running the reports? Because the reports will even give you what is your projected income? What income are you missing? Who has not paid? Are you running those reports? Or are you simply logging in, putting your clients on the calendar, running their card, writing the progress note, and getting off? Because if you do it in that manner and not like a business owner, then yes, it does feel like $99, that's a bit much to house a progress note. But you're not looking at the whole picture. So if you want a free trial, and to earn some money through simple practice on your account, make sure that you check out the link in the podcast show notes. Also, email. I'm going to tie in email and phone together, even though they're two separate costs. So email, I use G Suite, but some people use particular mental health encrypted HIPAA protected systems. I know one of my clients uses um, Spruce and they have like a fax, I believe a phone number, don't quote me on that, and email. But you can find some that are particular for mental health. I just use G Suite because it's very familiar to me and my team for Gmail. We can get the drive and so many more things. And it comes along with the BAA, but that does not mean that I upload all of my clients' demographics in there. That goes into simple practice, okay? Now with your phone, um, one thing that I would caution you is if you're using Google Voice, make sure that you have access to the internet, especially when you are communicating with a client, okay? Because when I first started my private practice, I did not want to get a cell phone or a separate cell phone. I didn't want to reroute phones, phone calls to my actual phone, but I would get voicemails. And I was in an office at the time where I was working in the evening after, or actually during uh, my time of working in the jail system. So I would go to the office around five and wrap up by eight o'clock a few days a week after I started working weekends as well. And, and I was building my caseload with the efforts of leaving my job eventually. And so the office doors would close at seven. So what does that mean? My clients could typically get locked out downstairs if they came at seven o'clock for their seven o'clock session or at eight o'clock if I was seeing couples like on a Friday night. And so I would tell my clients, text me. And when I'm done with the next session, if you come at this particular time, I'll just come downstairs and unlock the door because you have to manually do it. And I was on the seventh floor. Now, what I didn't realize is that because the internet was poor in the building, the text message that they sent, I didn't receive it until late. And so sometimes I would think that my client wasn't there. So what I had to do was just keep going downstairs to see if my client was there, right? So you want to look out for that. 
If you do a regular cell phone, you definitely want to have some protection around your cell phone, such as a password. And as soon as you close your phone, it locks because you don't want to lose your phone and all your information is hackable. Okay. Um, the last one that I want to introduce to you in terms of costs for your private practice is HIPAA protected platforms or add-ons. And so some platforms, it really just depends on what you need. For example, let's just say if you prefer to go via Zoom for your calls, because that's just what a lot of people are familiar with right now. So you would need to contact Zoom or go on their website and find the plan that matches like being HIPAA compliant. And they actually updated it for free where we were actually able to click off a box stating that it had a BAA agreement for HIPAA and it was at no cost. And this happened at the end of 2021. So I took full advantage of it and I actually meet with only one of my clients via HIPAA because it's a lot easier for her because she was having a lot of difficulty using simple practice in terms of having to always update her phone to like log into the the streaming process, right? So I chose to, I'm going to say invest in Zoom, but it really wasn't an additional investment because I already had Zoom, the professional suite for my coaching business, okay? So as your business grows, you will recognize that you may need additional systems, but I would say that licensure, CEs, malpractice, bookkeeping, entity structure, EHR, email, phone, And then growth over time are areas that you want to first consider when opening or maybe even revamping the foundational methods of your private practice. And so I do have a few announcements. If you want an extra level of motivation every single morning to get your day started, I want you to text the word abundance to 310-388-8603. Also, what happens when you're on that list is that you get first dibs when I'm offering, whether it be a free workshop or a workshop to teach you something new as a mental health provider or even live events, you get first dibs. You may even get a coupon code or a discount code. So you definitely want to text the word abundance. And I promise you it is not spammy. I'm letting you know, Monday through Friday, you will get a text around 7 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, which will give you either a affirmation and or an activity for the day. Secondly, we are on our run for the 60-Day Prosperous Private Practice Bootcamp. That is our signature program where we have typically a week-long bootcamp. I meet with therapists live online, usually streaming on Facebook and or on YouTube. And I provide a series of trainings to help clinicians revamp the way that they look at profitability for their private practice. We assess their readiness to become a business owner, whether they are new to private practice or existing owners. We talk about about how do you become the next level version of you? What's getting in the way? What money are you leaving on the table? And let's evaluate the operating system of your existing private practice or what you think you would need in your private practice. So the reason why this bootcamp is 60 days is because it is my 10 year anniversary for private practice as of July, 2022. So what we are doing is we are opening up or we have already opened up a Facebook group designated for this bootcamp. Every single Monday, there will be a pre-recorded uploaded video for you to take action in your business. You will also, in addition to having that community and having those free additional trainings, you will have a three-part course. The three-part course will include assessing the health of your business. So it's actually an assessment. You also assess the wealth of your business to look at leaving money on the table. Like, are you really And then the third area is just reshifting your mindset to look at, again, becoming the best version of you. Now, this boot camp that we're going to have in the middle of August 
is going to be fully live and it's going to be for five days. And that's where it's going to be an in-depth discussion and activities and new workbooks about really how do you navigate through this new norm that we have with therapy being online and or in person, the idea of expansion with inflation, getting your ideal pay, and really going through the same process that we teach our clients in terms of the clinical loop, which is like the intake, the symptomology, diagnosing the problems in your business, making a treatment plan for your business. So I'm kind of giving you a little bit of behind the scenes of what's about to go down in this bootcamp, but I'm really excited for this new level of information that I'm going to share because no one has heard it before in the five-day live portion. But if you want to take advantage of all of this for free and secure your spot for this 60-day bootcamp, I want you to go to the show notes and sign up and then request access to that Facebook group immediately and start in that three-part course. So I really hope that you've enjoyed this podcast episode. Make sure that you leave me five stars and let me know what was your biggest takeaway or aha moment during this episode. And also, if you could share this episode with two other therapists, I would greatly appreciate it. So I will see you in the next episode. Have a great day. Bye. Listen, I am over here dancing. You just finished another epic episode of the Therapist Deserve Abundance podcast. Now, I don't know about you, but that flew by way too fast. So if you want more, head over to drtk.com for additional abundant resources. And if you are looking for a tribe of abundant therapists like yourself to bounce around ideas and tap into another level of business growth abundance, be sure to join our Facebook community exclusively for therapists. The link is waiting for you at drtk.com. Come